The following KQED production was produced in high definition. Most people are fascinated by undersea creatures. But for some, it only takes a single experience to turn fascination into passion. Seahorses completely captured my heart in that first encounter that I ever had. I was snorkeling through a mangrove forest. I knew immediately when I saw it because it had its tail wrapped around a mangrove root. I took my pinky finger and I rubbed it down her belly, and she unwound her tail from the mangrove root and wrapped her tail around my finger and just stood there holding hands with me. And I was completely hooked. I was crying in my face mask. Healy Hamilton is the director of the Center for Biodiversity Research at the California Academy of Sciences in San Francisco. She's part of a growing group of scientists around the world who are trying to learn enough about seahorses to establish critical conservation zones. Seahorses are some of the most magical and mysterious fish in the world's oceans. It has a head like a horse. It has a tail like a monkey. It has eyes that move independently like a chameleon and changes its skin color too. It's done so much to change the basic plan of a fish that many people don't even recognize that seahorses are indeed fishes. Seahorses, sea dragons, pipefish, and pipe horses. Welcome to the family Signathidae. Although first classified by Carl Linnaeus back in 1758, many of the details about this elusive family still remain a mystery. And some of the things we do know about them are odd, to say the least. They actually have mating rituals that most people don't get to see, but males and females have a faithful pair bonding dance that they engage in every morning. When they decide to mate, they'll join together and rise in the water column as the female deposits her eggs in the male's brood pouch. That's right, seahorses are the only creatures in the animal kingdom where the male gets pregnant and gives birth. Fertilization happens in his belly, development happens there, and after a few weeks, the male seahorse contracts, and out of his belly come perfectly formed miniature seahorses, but for fish, they're quite advanced. So the trade-off in birthing such advanced young is that many fewer of them are produced. Seahorse young are dispersed into the water column and they float away, and we don't know about survival rates Adults settle into small home ranges and use their extraordinary camouflage abilities to blend in with the corals, mangroves, and seagrass beds in which they live. Seahorses live in some of the world's most threatened habitats, the coastal oceans, where human impacts are really profound and severe. We don't know how many species of seahorses there are. Of the species that we know, we don't know very much about their geographic ranges. We don't know how seahorses are related to one another. We don't even know how long seahorses live. Really, what we only have been able to measure is very high declines in population numbers almost everywhere that they're harvested. 
In fact, seahorses are disappearing at such an alarming rate we could lose them before we even understand them. Until recently, we didn't even know that seahorses were being caught and collected at a rate that threatens their survival. There's a large international demand for seahorses for several different types of products. It's estimated that at least a few hundred thousand seahorses are removed each year to supply the aquarium trade. They're also used as curios. You can buy seahorse keychains, seahorse bookends, seahorse mobiles. That's a very sad fate for such a, an amazing animal. But both of those are relatively low in numbers compared to their demand as an ingredient in traditional Chinese medicine. Traditional Chinese medicine dates back more than 2,000 years. At least a quarter of the world's population uses this medical practice, which drives a growing multi-billion dollar international industry. In this culture, seahorses are used to treat conditions ranging from asthma to sexual dysfunction, which may explain the popularity of seahorse kebabs at Chinese outdoor markets. It's estimated that about 25 million seahorses a year are pulled out of the world's oceans to supply this trade. The numbers are really unknown, but when you go to Chinatown in any major city, including here in the U.S., you can go from store to store and see huge cartons and jars and bags filled with seahorses. You never see those kinds of concentrations in the wild. It's clearly an unsustainable trade. And the high value placed on certain species, coupled with the fact that their value increases with rarity, provides incentives for over-exploitation. With sales climbing by an estimated 10% per year, clearly something has to change. In the mid-1980s, um, a biologist named Amanda Vincent started working on seahorse reproduction. And at the same time, she was working in areas where she saw markets filled with dried seahorses for sale. And so she founded Project Seahorse. Project Seahorse spent years collecting the data and the votes that were required to list seahorses on the Convention in International Trade in Endangered Species, or CITES for short. In 2004, China was among the 136 nations that signed a formal resolution to list all known species of seahorses on Appendix 2 of the CITES Agreement. This means that signatory countries recognize that uncontrolled harvesting of wild seahorses threatens their survival, and it lays the groundwork for regulating the trade. But how do we develop effective management strategies if we aren't even sure what species are being traded? Seahorses are really hard to identify, and once they make it to market and they've been bleached, they're very shrunken, it becomes very difficult to use our standard methods to try to identify what species it is. And so in order to facilitate global species identification, we created this database called Seahorse Sleuth. The Seahorse Sleuth database enables biologists to identify seahorse species using DNA sequences. The hope is that tracking these sequences will help determine which species are being most heavily exploited, and in some cases, from which ocean basins they are being taken. 
Armed with this tool, Healy wanted to find out if California's species, the Pacific seahorse, is being used in the medicine trade. So she ventured into San Francisco's Chinatown to find out. Hello, can I see the seahorses? Do you know where they come from? I don't know. There's just a lot of suspicion and a lot of reluctance to share any information about the seahorse products that, that are, are sold in, in these stores. Fortunately, modern science gives us another way to determine what types of seahorses are being traded. We live in a world where we can sequence DNA within a day. It's an extraordinary tool. Hey Beth, hey Graham. Hey Healy. We can take any specimen, say, from Chinatown. I can hand it over to my coworkers. They will take a tissue sample, just a small, tiny piece of tissue is all that's required. And then we will take that down to the lab and we will extract its DNA. That's exactly what we the like to see. Oh, yeah. The ability to identify the seahorses that are in the trade has led to some really interesting discoveries. I have a student who has just finished sequencing a lot of the Pacific seahorses. And it was not recognized that that species was a part of the international trade. Yet it turns out that a huge number of the seahorses that are being traded, at least locally, come from that species. Thanks to detailed work like this, changes are underway. Although it's not yet illegal to sell seahorses in the U.S., Project Seahorse is working closely with Chinese medicine practitioners and fishermen around the world to develop sustainable seahorse harvesting practices. And public aquariums, like the Monterey Bay Aquarium, are developing ever more successful captive breeding programs, which reduce the impact on wild populations and may one day help to repopulate depleted species. Our coastal oceans serve us in so many different ways, and most of which we don't recognize that well. We don't put a dollar value on them, so they're not calculated into our economy. Seahorses are ambassadors for this kind of an ecosystem. Where the seahorses go is where the health of our coastal ocean ecosystems go.